Hello and welcome to another episode of the Live Immediately podcast with Mike Campbell. Thank you so much for listening. This is where I have conversations with people who are living life on their own terms. You know, we dive into those big moments that have pushed them through the fears and self-limiting beliefs that hold so many of us back. As many of you know, Inga, Andy and I have been attempting to house and pet sit our way through North America for a year. As much as people that we meet say, wow, that's such a wonderful idea and a great way to travel, we have never met another house sitter before in person. That was until we met my guest today, Julie Preston, at a park in Frisco, Colorado, and we formed a friendship instantly. There were so many similarities with our journeys. We were both traveling with a child. We loved the variety and experiences of new towns. And more importantly, we all adored animals. But as our friendship grew over the months, it became apparent that Julie and her husband, Dean, were doing this for different reasons to Inga and I. Julie has been house and pet sitting on and off for over a decade, and it was something that she continued to do when she first met Dean. They paused for a few years until Dean was laid off from his work due to the crash in the economy, a week before their daughter Abby was born. They started house-sitting again as they needed to reinvent the wheel for their family. Where Inga and I are house-sitting so that we can afford to travel for a year, Julie and Dean needed to house-sit again so they could afford to live. You know, I admire Julie and Dean on so many levels. They have turned an awful life circumstance into a wonderful blessing and one that allows them to travel and spend more time with their daughter Abby. It is not easy and there are many challenges that they face by choosing this lifestyle, but they understand that for now, this transit lifestyle, the experiences, the education outweigh those challenges. We cover so much in this episode, including house-sitting due to the economy, life on the road with a seven-year-old daughter, finding stability, finding free activities in each town and the challenges with a non-digital job on the road. This blew my mind. You know, Inga and I have Inga's design company, Inkling Design, where we can pull an income while we're traveling. Dean's main job is in construction. He's, He's worked on extras on film and at boat shows and installing doors, and Julie goes into that in the episode. But he needs to find a new job in every town that they go to, it was it was mind-blowing and, and something that I really, really respect. You know, Julie looks for the wonders in life and she finds most of them in her family or hiking through the mountains. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Julie Preston. Hi, Julie. How are you? Good. And you? Nice to talk to you this morning. Thank you. Thank (laughs) you indeed. And whereabouts in this beautiful world do I find you? I am in Frisco, Colorado, the beautiful Summit County. Got you. And that is actually where our friendship first started from memory. Um, My family and I were house-sitting a beautiful home on two acres in the Rocky Mountains of Breckenridge, Colorado. And we were looking after two Pekingese dogs, 
one who was paralyzed from the waist down and wore a nappy, but that's a, a whole other conversation. And we were taking the other dog, Dude, and our daughter, Andy, to the wonderful Rainbow Park, I believe it is, in Frisco, uh, where the play equipment is just huge and ginormous. Um, but up comes this little girl, your beautiful daughter, Abby. And like me, she just gravitates to dogs and wanted yes. to simply play with Dude. And so I gave her the lead and she's walking around the park and, and I've got my daughter there and I'm thinking, well, why do you not want to play with my daughter? And she just wanted to play with the dog, which was kind of cool by me. But when it was, t- when it was time for us to leave, we, um, we had to go get our dog back. And um, you start up a conversation with my wife, Inga, and it, it kind of turns out, and we were super excited about it, that you're a house sitter as well. And we had never met another house sitter before. Um, but as Inga and I are house-sitter newbies compared to you, as uh, you've been doing this lifestyle for on and off for nearly a decade now, but tell me the story about how, yes. how you first stumbled upon house-sitting. Well, I was fresh out of college, and I was working in a small town called McCarthy, Alaska, Kennecott McCarthy, and I met a gentleman there who had a second home in Anchorage, Alaska. And he said he needed somebody to caretake his home. And I said I'd be happy to take on that responsibility um, to occupy his home. And then when he came into town, of course, to allow him to have it. Um, It was just a wonderful experience. And when I met my husband um, after we were married in um, September of 2004, we um, started to pick up house caring assignments. So that was our first real experience as a couple. And that was also in Alaska. And what were some of the things that really drew you to that lifestyle initially? Well, really, it was just, um, we really started picking up, um, we, we had a real break in, in, house, in house caring um, until after our daughter was born in 2009. And then we started picking up house caring again because of the economy, really. Mm. Um, so we really wanted uh, to, to have the opportunity to look around the country for work and to see, to experience different states as well. And five years and we're still um, enjoying the process of, of seeing different parts of the state and, and just experiencing life with our daughter. And she loves it. And has it, has it been a little bit more, So has it been different now with Abby kind of in the picture? You know, with Abby, we, it just adds a different dimension. Dimension. She's really grown to love um, dogs and cats and animals in general. She loves the caretaking process and it's a great learning experience for her. Um, so I would have to say it just has added a real wonderful dimension to our um, just our life experience in general, having her with us and teaching her um, responsibility and caretaking for other people's animals and homes. It's been great. We love it. And with, like, with Abby, I know that you also <clears throat> homeschool. And homeschooling seems to be, from what I can tell, it seems to be a lot more popular here in the States than it is back home. Or maybe that's just the circles of people that, that I've met. Is, was homeschooling something that you always wanted to do with Abby or is that something that you have kind of picked up due to your, you know, being so transit? Well, actually, um, 
homeschooling was something that we've always considered. And because we're transit, um, we really, um, we really feel like this is the best way to educate her. Uh, we're not close to, to the idea of putting her in school maybe in the future if we settle somewhere. Um, however, we really enjoy homeschooling her and just um, just the life experiences she gets and the, the variety of places we've been. She's able to go to museums and sea life centers and just the interactions with people. We really feel like it's it's grown her as a person and given her real life experiences. And that's really been our goal as parents to give her the real life experiences. And she's loved it. We always check in with her and we ask her, you know, um, how do you feel about this? And there are times that she, you know, we do give her stability and we stay somewhere for a longer term. So she feels stable and she can make friends and such. But for the most part, she really loves being homeschooled. Something she really enjoys. And talking about that stability, is there, because you, you've been in Frisco now for pretty much all of the, the U.S. About summer. five months. Is, is, is that, do you, do, you try mm-hmm. to, yes. do you try to find a base each year? We do. Um, Colorado has been home base for us. Abby was born in Colorado, and she, um, she really considers Colorado home. So um, this is our second time in Summit County, so she has friends that she knows now, and it's just it's a, a great opportunity for her to come back and just reconnect with some people she's known. Um, and, and albeit she's seven. So <laughs> the first time she was here, she was five. So she doesn't really remember um, everybody, but at the same token, she really enjoys connecting with kids her age and being able to make relationships. So it's been a good summer for us. So, And with the coming home and having that, that stability in her life, how do you find those places? How do you, like, from my experience we didn't really get to choose where we wanted to go. It's when a, a house sit opportunity comes up on the, on the internet and, and you find it and you apply for it and you cross your fingers and all this kind of stuff. But how do you, sure. how do you somehow find your way back to Colorado each time? Well, here, the beauty of house caring is you make relationships with people and, um, we have been, we've had the opportunity to go back to the same house that, like, for instance, in Las Vegas for three years running. Um, so it's been good because, it, it, again, if you can go back to the same place, it's been familiar. Um, and we kind of have our places, going back to the question, we have our places here in Colorado that we enjoy. And we try to um, either go back to the same place or um, just find a new town in Colorado we'd like to experience. So that's kind of how we base it, and and um, because we we want to experience different parts of the state. So, um, but Summit County's been great. It it offers great jobs in uh, seasonally. It's perfect for people who want to come and go. And so that's the beauty of of this area, this particular area, and it's so close to Denver. We love that too. So mm. that's kind of how we chose Summit County this year. And we've really enjoyed it. So, and and to be honest, the uh, the Colorado Rockies is is not a bad place to call home. It it is absolutely beautiful there. Oh no! <laughs> but <laughs> every you, day I walk out, and I have a great appreciation for the area. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you, you touched on work there, and you know your husband Dean is a man of many talents. Mm-hmm. But it, it's mainly construction that he's usually working in. 
how do you handle finding like job hunting in each town? Like we've been able to take our design company, Inkling Design, on the road with us, but it's it's a digital company. So a lot of our clients are still back in Australia and, right. and the way that we're working is there's obvious differences because we're traveling, but there's a lot of similarities for us where I feel that when I've had conversations with you, I'm thinking not only do you have to find a new place to live, but you then are also finding employment again. How do you go about tackling all that? It is actually a very difficult process for, for my husband in particular, because no matter what, he has to be the, the, the wage earner. <laughs> so that has been definitely the difficult, um, the difficult aspect because I, you know, I homeschool Abby. So that's kind of what I've taken, the role I've taken on and he, he's taken on the role times though, that we share that responsibility. And for instance, if he can't find work, then, um, you know, and I'm working and I'm taking on photography then, or our family sessions or what have you, then, you know, obviously I'm the wage earner and I'm, I'm the contributor. So, but as for Dean, he, he has done, he is so well versed in many areas, not just construction. He also does, um, event work and it's really, um, he's also with a, um, a company that hires him on to do roles. Like when he's in Las Vegas, he can, he's an extra in movies and he's been, um, he's worked as a grip for the the Bourne movie mm-hmm. uh, with Jason Bourne. And so he's he's very well-versed and he has, you know, a resume that um, is pretty well-versed and can, and can work in big cities or small towns. So it's been great. In smaller towns, we do construction. In bigger cities like Seattle, he's done the boat show and he's worked events. And then in, in Las Vegas, he's worked on movie sets and worked big events there. So it's been really great. Wow. And people love him. They want to hire him back. So a lot of times he gets asked if we're back in the city to work for the same companies. It's great. Oh, that's a great. That's really, really cool. And um, so you t- we spoke about earlier about mm-hmm. this it is. stability and then also traveling. And so there there are pros and cons with everything that we have in life. It's I've, I, I haven't found the, the day where, where everything just kind of fits in perfectly. But but with you, what do you think are some of those those yeah. beautiful things that you've found having this transit life? But then what are also those things that have kind of like the thorn in the side that you know it's just part of the gig, but they're really challenging? Well, like you said earlier, the challenging part of house caring is not knowing for sure where you're going to be next. And there have been times where we've had gaps, especially in the spring season, um, we don't know why the spring is such a tough time, um, but we may end up having to stay with a friend or a family member, and those can be the difficult um, times when you, <clears throat> excuse me, don't have a place to stay, or it's such a short term that it's just not going to work out to, you know, go get a three to five day house set somewhere. Um, and so you're kind of in between. You either have to run a, an Airbnb or or pay top dollar. And so you try to time um, time your travels in your house, your positions, um, in such that maybe it's a, an off season, and so the hotels or the Airbnbs are more negotiable or less expensive, um, so that it works, you know, works out for you and your family. Um, 
So, yeah, there have been def- definitely some challenges in that aspect. Um, the bonus is of, of this kind of travel is, is possibly staying somewhere more long-term to really settle in and get to know a community, and we've really enjoyed that aspect. So um, we've, you know, we've connected with other moms, as, as I'm sure Inga has. Mm. Um, it's just a great, a great way to um, get to know a community, and, and for the most part, everybody's been really welcoming, so... And with, and with that community, like, what are your secrets with being able to infiltrate that community and, and, and become part of it? Well, my secrets, <laughs> my secrets have definitely been, one of them is going to the library. We absolutely love and adore libraries. And um, we, that's the first thing we do is we go apply for a library card and we get involved in the library programs and I meet some wonderful moms through those library programs and um, you know it's been a great teaching resource for me as well the second thing is um, homeschool co-ops there's in every town and every city pretty much there are groups of moms who homeschool their kids Um, and so it's great to look that up and I usually do that through Facebook or online and just try to connect with moms that way and then my third thing has been we're we're churchgoers so um, I'll try to find a church and I'll try to connect with um, people through the church and then that has been another great opportunity to meet wonderful people so those are my three big things that we do um, to connect with um, people wherever we go. It's been great. And another thing that I really admire about you is you have this skill of finding different things to do with Abby, you know, every day. Like I, I obviously follow you on Instagram and I understand there's some like deliberate <laughs> frugalness with your lifestyle. Yes. But, but, but what I love is you, you have this ability to find free or inexpensive, really fun activities in multiple communities. Again, like, what is your secret behind that? Do you find that that is just because you're out there searching or, you know, again, like, what are your secret herbs and spices for that? Oh, I have to tell you, that's probably one of my favorite things to do is finding free activities. And you know what? Every community has them. You just have to go and search for them. A lot of the times I will go to a visitor center if there is one. Um, I will get online and I will look at the community calendar to see what they have to offer there. Um, The library is another wonderful resource. I mean, just recently I went to the library and they had a backpack there and they said it includes a week-long pass to the state parks in the area. Well, look, there's a free um, opportunity to go to any of the state parks in the area and and, um, through your local uh, library. just amazing resources out there. You just really have to look for them. Also, like I mentioned, I'm part of a homeschool um, community wherever I go. Well, through the homeschool community, they often offer um, either reduced or free homeschool days. Um, so for kids in, in like major attractions such as a zoo or um, you know a wildlife center or you know a sea life center, things like that. So you really... Um, need to go searching for them, like I said, through the community calendar, your local library, or even on Facebook. That's another thing I do is I look on Facebook prior to arriving. So so that's that's another great resource. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much what I do. Um, the free things, there's a lot of them. You just really have to be diligent to look for them. And you're, you're around Abby, your daughter, the, pretty much 24-7. 
is you know unless she's yes. sl- unless she's sleeping um and exactly you're, and, and and you're also homeschooling her and and all that kind of thing and I, and i guess being in this this transit lifestyle you really are the the one common thing through everything obviously dean as well but but you're there with her the whole time that was probably the biggest um adjustment for me when we came on this trip and as much as i wanted you know, it's really funny that I I'm, will we'll say what I'm about to say, but the first month was, was a little bit challenging for me because I did have this little shadow, our daughter Andy, around me 24-7. And as much as I, love, I loved hanging out with her, I, I felt like I never got my own time. Now kind of fast forward nine months, 10 months, what I've realized is that my own time I don't value it as high as I used to. I actually really value spending time with her and we've found like our little groove and all that kind of thing. How have you found having that little shadow the whole time? How, how, how has that been for, for you personally? <laughs> there are times it can be challenging for sure. Um, I really enjoy my daughter and I just feel like that, this time with her, I value it so much because it's going to go quickly. As they say, it's true. Mm. Time is fleeting and they grow so fast. And I feel like just yesterday she was nine months old. Then she was three. Then she was five. And now she's seven. So time does go really quickly. And it's it's always been my goal just to build as many memories with her as possible and give her a great childhood, a great well-rounded one. And I just feel like, um, you know, I had a great youth. I had a great um, time as a single person and I didn't get married till I was 32. And (laughs) so I feel like I had kind of had my time and now this Mm. is my time to be a mom. And that's the role that I've been called to and I really enjoy it. So um, as far as having my time, there are little times that I can, that I can get, you know, to go out maybe to Denver and and have an hour or two in the mall on my own. But those times are, are rare. And so when I do get those times, it's very enjoyable. And I just, I relish those times. And then I, I enjoy being with my daughter equally as much. So, um, yeah. And so with that, like, do you think then motherhood has taught you to appreciate more? Because you're, you are appreciating each particular time that you have? Yes, and my husband does remind me of that as well. <laughs> he said, "Don't." He says, "Don't forget that um, you know each snuggle, each and every night, it matters, it counts, um, it it makes a difference to Abby." And um, you know, we chose to have her, and she's been a you know a beautiful part of our family, and we have just really enjoyed her as part of our family unit. So you know, this time is going to go quickly and we just want to, to cherish each and every moment with her. We just, we love being a family of three. And, um, so it's been good. Yeah. And one of the first questions, just kind of changing topics here a little bit. One of the first questions that you asked Inga and I, when we were building our friendship was how Hmm? other people reacted to us when we told them that we were house sitters and and we were like well everyone that we've met is really excited for us they they think it's a wonderful experience that we're giving uh, our, our daughter and and you know 
it's so great that we've been able to, to, to do this in our lives. Um, and then you were asking about how our, how our family thought about it. And I was like, well, they've, they've all been supportive. Um, and so then I kind of turned the, the question back on you. And, and, and I, I guess I'll, I'll ask that now. Like, how, how have you found yeah. other people's reactions with this lifestyle that you have chosen? Well, we've get, we've really had mixed um, reactions to our house caring. A lot of people are really um, they admire us and and feel like wow, you're giving Abby such a good um, rounded education and an opportunity to to experience real life really and be out there interacting with people and in, in the public. Um, as far as my my family's concerned, they have been a lot slower to, um, that's my side of the family, not my husband's. (laughs) They've been a lot slower to accept our lifestyle and, and really don't understand it. Um, but, um, as of late, probably in the last six months, um, my mom in particular has come around and she kind of understands more that we love the adventure of traveling and, um, giving our daughter education on the road. And, um, but it has been a challenge, you know, to get our family to understand and, um, you know, they'd love to see us settle down more and, and be grounded in one area. And so we figure that'll come when the time is right and we'll just settle into a place when the time is right. But right now we really enjoy what we do. And is, is that what you are looking for? Like to, to settle down and find the right place and, and, or, or is it, well, you know what, we, this feels good for us now. And then when it doesn't feel good, we'll stop. Right. I think you got it right there. Um, I think at this point, you know, we've been doing this for um, five years consistently. Um, and so I think that at some point when we find an area or a place that's right for our family that we will settle. Um, but right now we feel like this has been a great um, kind of opportunity for our family to get to know different areas of the United States. Um, and, and hopefully our economy will grow and get stronger and, and more jobs will come available in my husband's industry, um, construction, um, or in any of the other industry season. So we'll, we hope to find our place eventually, but right now we're kind of enjoying, um, this process with Abby and feel like she's at a good age right now. Yeah, I, I agree. Well, Andy's, she's just turned five and you are mm-hmm. saying that, that Abby's seven and it, it really is a good age to travel with them. I, I find, yes. I find with Andy, she is absorbing everything. She's asking questions, but she's at an age where you know, she goes to the toilet by herself. She can get herself dressed. It, it, to me, it feels easy in a sense to travel with her at this age. How have you found like traveling with, with Abby at, at the age of seven? You know what? Um, again, she just she just eats it up. We always check in with her and ask, um, you know, are you ready to settle, or um, would you like to continue traveling? And after about two or three months, she'll she'll ask us, well, when are we going again, Mom? <laughs> yeah. And so it's kind of she likes the adventure of of exploring new places a lot, like our mama. And um, you know, I'd say Dean is more of the stable one as far as liking, you know, to stay in one place. And I think just for the sake of work, he'd like to be able to go to work daily and have the same job. Um, but that right now, like I said, the economy is not really lend, lends to that um, in his industry. So we just we really enjoy exploring the new places, and and I think we'll continue until until like, like I said, things kind of settle in our economy and we can maybe find a place that's good for our family. So, 
Speaking of the economy there, does that, is that playing a big part in this lifestyle? Like, is it, is it part choice, part economy? It is part choice, part economy. I would have to say that 100%. Um, that it has been um, a bit of a struggle. Like I said, my husband has really had to expand his horizons and, and he's um, like he's become a, a pool and spa operator. He's, you know, he's a blind installer. He's gotten certified in many other areas. He's had to really expand his resume um, since 2009. And, um, you know, he was working at this wonderful hotel in Telluride, Colorado, making top dollar. And then in 2009, about a week before Abby was born, the economy crashed. <laughs> Pretty much went on the down downturn, and um, we really had to reinvent the wheel. Um, and this is how we did it. And um, it's been it's worked for our family so far. And we feel like that maybe the economy has started picking up as of late or more recently. And hopefully that it'll keep growing stronger. But that's what I really admire about you guys is that when times got really tough, like Dean, in a sense, lost his job a week before your first child is born. And right. instead mm -hmm. of like crumbling, you guys pulled together and, and as you said, you had to reinvent the wheel. You had to choose to do something really different that not many people do. And that is, all right, well, we, we can't afford accommodation. So, right. so let's find free accommodation. And there are going to be some sacrifices and those sacrifices might be the stability of where we are living. And it also might mean that we have to continuously look for work, but it means that our family is staying together. Our family is happy and our family is traveling and, and seeing some wonderful places. I just think that that, I just go, wow, that is really powerful. Right. We, and you know what, it's really turned into a blessing for our family. I mean, we have really enjoyed this process too. I mean, every year it just, it, it gets better and better just with the, the areas we've seen. And, um, we found that, okay, we've really been drawn to one particular area and that's been Washington. We absolutely love Washington. And so that we're thinking that maybe one day there would be an opportunity that would open up for us to stay there long-term in Washington. So that has come through our travels, just like We've discussed as a family, okay, you know what? We really love um, so many aspects about Washington. That I think this would be a good fit for our family. So as we travel more, we're beginning to discover um, what, what really works for our family and, and the area that we love the most. So, and, when you and, say, and when you say Washington, you mean Washington State at the... Washington State, uh-huh. Yeah. So what is, it, what is it about then about Washington that you just love? How does that work with your family? What are those criterias in that state that you go, yeah, this is it for us? Oh my goodness. We just absolutely adore Seattle, um, Pike Place Market, um, cold and rainy days. We tend to like um, the fall weather is our absolute favorite. We're, we are just, our family in particular is just really um, fall kind of people. And it just seems like Washington is, is constantly fall year round. <laughs> <laughs> but when we've been there, um, we've, we've had a great balance of sunshine and just kind of rainy weather. It's been great. And, um, we enjoy going on the ferry. We enjoy just the weather. We enjoy just the mountains and the hiking there and especially the beach combing. Abby just adores it. And so there's a great combination of mountains and sea life there. So that, I mean, that's our handle on, on house cares, um, 
mountains or sea, and that's that's our family. We love them both, so and it has a great combination of both, and uh, we just love it. So yeah, it was unfortunate we actually didn't make it to the um, the northwest of of this beautiful country, but there's this country is oh. so diverse; it's unbelievable. It is. It really is. So much to see. Now, Julie, I have one final question for you, and it is the question that I ask everybody uh, or guests on the podcast, and that is to describe your perfect day. Our perfect day? Oh, hands down, hiking. (laughs) We are a hiking family, and that has been one of the things that we have been doing on our, our trips is visiting national parks. And we have a book that we stamp. We get out in the parks. We hike. We explore, we experience nature, and that has been one of our absolute hands-down favorite things to do. And our perfect day would be out on a trail hiking, um, just in the peace and quiet and serenity of, of God's creation. So I would say, um, hands down, our perfect day is out on a trail hiking and exploring. Uh, I second that. It is it is wonderful to kind of get out there and just, it feels like nature is just hugging you when you're in the wilderness. Yes. It's beautiful. Yes, I get. I just get really excited talking about being out and and hiking and and um, you know our family has been getting up there here in Colorado, getting up in the in the mountains at between eight thousand and twelve thousand feet. Our daughter is quite the hiker for the age of seven, so we're just really proud of her and and just how we're getting in shape as a family. It's just great for health reasons and for your mind and your spirit all around. So and that's that is a big thing. Like when you're talking about you know, 11, 12,000 feet. I, I know when I was, when we were living in Breckenridge, I think the house that we were living in was at about nine and a half. Mm-hmm. And everyone kept telling me, oh, don't worry, Mike, the altitude, you know, it'll only last four days and then your body will get used to it. Hey, I, we were there for about three weeks and I had a headache, I think, for the whole time. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it was It was only lucky that it was so beautiful that I kind of put up with it. But it's um, that's no mean feat when you're talking about a seven-year-old you know, getting up to 12, 13,000 feet. No, I still huff and puff. <laughs> My daughter has uh, better lungs than I do right now. Um, it's, it's definitely getting at elevation is definitely a challenge. Um, it definitely gives you a great workout, it expands your lungs and, um, it just, it's, really it's amazing so we're just we're really proud of her and we've been taking her on hikes since she was three years old she's been doing it on her own she's hiked in Alaska in Washington Colorado Um, she's been to so many national parks as well and just she's we just feel like she's had some really amazing adventures for the age of seven that is so cool so cool well, Julie, thank you so much for sharing your beautiful story. It, it's, you know, Inga and I talk about it a lot and it's really inspirational what you guys have done and the lifestyle that you're, you're choosing to live and all the great adventures that you're taking your beautiful daughter, Abby, on. If people do want to reach out to you and learn more about you, what's the best way for them to do that? I'm on Instagram, um, Julie P underscore three Ps and on Facebook, um, Julie Preston. So yeah, we would love to connect with other people and, um, and if they had any questions about house caring, we'd love to answer those for them. So we just, we love our life and and our lifestyle and wouldn't mind sharing it all. Oh, unreal. And I'll make sure that all the links are in the show notes at liveimmediately.com. Um, before we go, do you have any, anything final you want to say, Julie? 
Well, I just have to say it's been a real pleasure getting to know you and Inga and your sweet, sweet girl and um, just getting to know that there are other people out there who enjoy this lifestyle. And so we really appreciated um, getting to know you and, and just uh, wish you well on your traveling journeys as well. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you very much indeed. And thank you everyone for listening. And until next time, have fun and live immediately. That was another episode of the Live Immediately podcast with Mike Campbell. Thanks so much for listening. The original Live Immediately theme music is by the multi-talented Timothy McPhee. You can check out his music at firekites.bandcamp.com. If you enjoyed the show, had some fun, and maybe even learned something, then make sure you subscribe via iTunes. And while you're there, why not leave a rating and a review? You know it's going to make my day. Thanks for stopping by and giving me some of your time today. I'll catch you on the next episode. And until then, have fun and live immediately.